You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode I mean, we have a social media farming ranching type podcast for you today, and I'm absolutely pumped because that's one of my worlds, not the farming world, the social media side. <laughs> if people saw me farming, they'd laugh. But um, Gatlin Didier is on the podcast with me today. I'm going to say that the French way, Didier. And then <laughs> Didier is the Oklahoma way, right? That's right. That's so right. people in Oklahoma who see your social media page probably call you Gatlin Didier. Um, which, I mean, there's Oklahoma ways to say things and French ways to say this and UK ways to say this. So <laughs> the good thing is they know exactly who you are. But Gallen, thanks, thanks so much for coming down. I'm, I'm kind of excited to dive into your journey and story and, I mean, just kind of talk about the, the whirlwind that you've, I guess, been on for the last two years. Yeah, well, we're excited too, uh, Mike. Thank you for having us and honored to be on the, the podcast and, and to be here at the beautiful Oklahoma Hall of Fame. You're giving me that tour before, and this is just a great location for a podcast interview. It is so good. And for people listening, you definitely need to come down. Um, if you bring your kids, I know the kids are going back to school soon, but they do do kids programs down here, which is amazing. So yes, they've been a wonderful for us and I mean, continue to give us great support and I really appreciate it. But uh, I mean, talking recent, you're about to have a baby, right? Yeah, yeah, that's something that like no one in the social media world knows. But yeah, uh, yeah, October, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's just good. It was just fine by me, and a lot of them don't even know I'm married. So that's a that's a good thing too. Uh, it, it definitely con- conflicts with our yeah, the hussy stuff yeah. that we do and all that. But that's where people, if you understand that we're uh, we have a more of like a show that we're presenting from a fictional world with our characters and our farm life, then you understand. Oh, the, okay, that's not actually him that's a character that he's acting and uh then these people that we're following it's more like we're here to entertain people so yeah i get the it's funny when people find out like wait he's married like if you look google my name the second most thing is i get under your wife and my wife's like <laughs> did, why like what do people want to know i said people are nosy this is how it is <laughs> yeah that's, that's so good so do we know the sex of the baby yet yeah we found out it's going to be a girl we have no name ideas yet okay. where it's due she's due in october so you know we're just going to kind of wait and see and whatever happens happens and yeah, uh, we didn't do any of those announcement videos. I'm not nah. a big fan of those things. And Same. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we know it's going to be a baby girl in October. Hopefully not on OU Texas weekend, but if she's an OU Texas weekend, baby comes out with the horns down, I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a full baby's always good, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a full baby, so I get it. Uh, but yeah, man, that's super exciting. And, and first one as well? Yeah, first one for us, yeah. Gosh, that's... Uh, and, and I did, I mean, done doing some, some digging through your Instagram, seems like you and your wife have known each other for a very long time yeah we met seven years ago uh literally a couple weeks ago it's like our seven years ago we met been married four years now mm-hmm. um met in california i went out there for for over six years um just recently moved back to the state full-time uh but yeah uh, our journey it's it's funny with like without her i can you can go back in my life that day i met her is probably where everything changed for me in more ways than one and uh Man, if I could, uh, I could, I could say here, and we could do a whole podcast on just how much, uh, how much I think of, of her and how our lives together have uh, enhanced me in general. But uh, uh, man, yeah, it's been seven years now. That you said that's really it goes by so fast because mine is 
20, uh, yeah, 2015, summer of 2015 is when I met, I met my wife. So wow, really? close to that. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, she never listens to the podcast, so I can get away with getting dates. <laughs> well, my wife never likes any of my videos, so it's all good. <laughs> so growing up then, you grew up in Oklahoma family? Yeah. Yeah. Um, family's been here for a hundred, gosh, technically homesteaded at the farm that we film at 120 yeah. years, farm, farming, ranching. Um, but they've been throughout the Oklahoma area since the late 1800s. And then, uh, then officially at the, the homestead in Fay, Oklahoma, which is right near a town called Thomas, which for a lot of people don't know, that's near Weatherford, Oklahoma. And I just tell people who are from Oklahoma, it's basically in between Amarillo and Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So growing up then, farming around is obviously clearly, you know, generational through the family. Uh, did you grow up out there or did you grow up in the city? Yeah, I grew up I grew up in Thomas, okay. a town of 1,200 people. Went to graduate with 35 in my high school class. I tell people all the time, you know, I was valedictorian in high school. They're like, wow, and I don't tell them how many people <laughs> was in my class. Uh, but I grew up small town kid, uh, f- was on working on the family farm ranch. It had converted to a ranch full time in like 2008. I've mm-hmm. uh, been doing that my whole life. So that's like all, that's all I really knew growing up was that way of life and playing sports yeah. um, and being a small town kid, you know, just being in everything. And Involved, whether it's FFA to show choir to to student council, you know, I was just, you're just involved. You do everything, so I, I feel very fortunate that I got brought up that way. And now it's like full circle now in my life that coming back, we're kind of highlighting that all too now. Yeah, that's so awesome because like I, I mean, back home, I think the schools are smaller generally than here as well. So you kind of kind of have the similar feeling. And you're right, you're in everything because I mean, there's no tryouts. <laughs> like, yeah. like, do you want to do this? Yes. Okay, you're in. Like, yeah. Whether you like it or not, sometimes you're doing something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is epic. But so, so growing up that way, then small town life, being on the farm, you know, playing sports, running around, were you thinking, you know, like, yes, I'm going to take over. I'm going to drive a tractor the rest of my life. Were you thinking, you know, what, I want to go do something. I kind of have other passions and, and I want to go to the big city or university. Yeah, it's so f- it's funny you ask that. Ever since I was a kid, I've always dreamed really big. It's so funny. And like you think being from a small town, mm-hmm. being out there in the middle of nowhere that you like dream, dreaming big is a foregone conclusion. But I, th- I tell people all the time, I think because you are in the middle of nowhere, you have to be creative. You have to dream big. You have to do things to get yourself outside of the monotonous day-to-day of building fans, checking cows, just not being bored a lot. Um, I feel like growing up the way I did uh, really helped me to, to – not give up and then also allow me to go chase my dreams I came from a family you know, like you said generational farming and ranchers and my dad from day one was always like what do you want to do and for the longest time I want to play professional baseball the ones that I figured out you know injuries and definitely not good enough to probably play professionally um, once I figured that out the next passion I always had was movies and he has a lot to do with that. And uh, my grandpa, a lot of them, they have, you know, we were watching the Westerns of John Wayne growing up, watching Hee Haw on TV, which is like the SNL version for country people back in the 1970s. Uh, just just all that. Now that you, I kind of stepped back, I've left the state before and mm-hmm. got to, you know, look outside the box. My perspective is like, man, I was either going to be playing baseball or going to be doing entertainment somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then now getting to do it with highlighting how my family's always operated and working is probably one of the coolest things I never saw coming. So I don't know. That's the, that, that's, I guess to answer your question. Yeah. They, I've always had support that always yeah. pushed me to go towards my dreams and not say like, no, you can't do that. You're from here. We, we do this. Um, I was just very lucky to be blessed with a lot of support. Yeah. That's really special to have that family backing and, and just like, 
you know, fully like, what do you want? Like, having that, having your dad ask you that question, what do you want to do when you grow up, yeah. right? And most people are like, I want to go, to, you know, want to go to space, right? Yeah. I want to be a fireman or <laughs> whatever it is. But, <laughs> but you know, but like just going further than that and say, no, 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 like let's let's have this conversation, you know, when you're old enough and let's plan and see how we can get you, you know, at least an opportunity to do that. So that's kind of special. Yeah, very special. I again feel very blessed that that's. A lot of people don't get that, especially in our yeah. in our way of life. But I got that. So yeah. So coming then to to university is that when you do go, like you mentioned, earlier, to California? Yeah. So I went. Uh, I played. I went to go. To, went to junior college in El Reno. Yeah. Went for baseball. Was hurt. Ended up after getting my associates transferred to the University of Oklahoma. Changed my major like three or four times. Figured out journalism. Landed on broadcast journalism. But then also got into acting while I was at yeah. University of Oklahoma through like the local film and television. Um, group and it was like this this little studio called the Actor Factory which was um, owned and operated by a local casting director here in the state named Chris Freyhofer Freyhofer I yeah. butchered that name I know that name you know, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I started going there and I started learning acting in a professional sense in front of a camera it's so different than like theater growing up and yeah. small town plays and all that so I started learning the skill there while at school learning behind the camera how it all, all operates so I learned how to like be in front and tell the story from the, the, the this side of it, then also be behind it and like how does Spielberg get this lighting when he and why was he thinking this on a, like when in Jurassic Park when the you know the T Rex is stomping in there and like you can feel the the intensity of him coming closer to that little Jeep and you're just like I learned all that through the university and through like me going outside my realm of like you know what I always want to be an actor why don't I go and study with these you know the all these other local Oklahomans who want right. to you know change that was with a lot of moms and grandpas and you know, people <laughs> it was a like a vast variety of people in that, those classes and had a great teacher there named Daryl Cox who's a local Oklahoma actor but he's been he was in uh he was in Robocop the original movie and he's been in like I think he's like 170 credits That's in his awesome. career so I was very fortunate to learn from good people there and then that is when I was like after college I was like okay I'm going to go, I want to go try this. I want to go try the real big boy way to do this. And everyone here is like, no, no, stay in Oklahoma, stay in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. And then branch out. But I was like, no, I've always been so, when people tell me no, I'm like, okay, I'll show you. I'll yeah. do it. So that's kind of a little bit of my personality too. <laughs> yeah. So like you literally pack up, hit the road to California. Yeah. So like going into my senior year at uh, University of Oklahoma, I went out to visit for a week in California, actually two weeks with mm -hmm. a good buddy of mine. His uncle worked at Disney and he's like, come stay with us if you like it yeah. um was out there and that's when i met my wife just on a whim met her and uh, fell in love from the first week i was with her and like knew yeah. that 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 very helped my journey so fast forward to the end of my senior year of college i had that support system out there now because i had her love her family's great they've yeah. been a huge support for me since day one since i met them college athletes as well um and yeah so i got out there and it wasn't like i was a struggling eating you know food off the ground actor uh, i stayed with them for a few months and started uh started got my own place out there but they didn't allow me to like be like I had some buddies who went out there at the same time as me and they came back to Oklahoma real quick yeah but I'm I you know I just stuck it out and, and but luckily again had huge support when I went out there yeah yeah that's I mean so fortunate to have that right so lucky like it's all about timing life's yeah. about timing and I'm a big believer in that and fate and all that stuff that people yeah. think is nonsense but I mean I can look back through my own life and know that it's 
it's been there many times, yeah. good and bad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that's so cool to be out there and, and have that support system and to meet, you know, meet someone early as early as that, right? Yeah. And to like, and just to know, yeah. you know, people listening, we all knew when we met the person that we found. They tell you that right? your whole life, oh, but yeah. you're like, you don't really know that until yeah. it happens, and you're like, that's what they, that's what, yeah, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So during this time, then you got this support system. You're just kind of doing auditions, and and did you have like, I am this type of actor, or were you just throw me in anything? <laughs> well, luckily I got out there and I got representation by like one of the best management companies out there. Um, got an interview with them. They had t- t- tested me out, and then they started like having me audition for big time stuff quick. Yeah. Like when things want like no name actors or fresh faces, they like send guys like me out there, all American. Corn fed, you know, right. beef fed, as we say, where I'm from, uh, all American Midwest guy coming out there. And that's like, that's a very prototypical or like a typecasted role. So I would get that uh, auditions a lot. And at the same time, I was doing the cliche actor stuff, bartending, waiting tables, uh, doing any the jobs I could just yeah. to make money on the side that helped a lot of you to make auditions and then go to acting classes. So I would drive down the town I lived out there. It's called Simi Valley. It was 30 miles northwest of Los Angeles. So I would drive down to Hollywood three times a week for acting classes. And then on sometimes throughout that week for during the day for yeah. auditions and yada, yada, yada. So I mean, there I'd make some trips during the week, like six or seven times down there, back and forth, uh, which in Oklahoma, we're used to driving everywhere. So I'm not, I, was, right. like, I wasn't phased by that, but uh, the carpool lane is real out there. And I, would, <laughs> I wish I could have took advantage of it, but I like, didn't have anybody with me. But uh, uh, yeah, so going, doing all that is just like, uh, that was a grind, but luckily growing up how I did taught me like, it's a task you just mm-hmm. each day just to get approaching, you know, go, go, go. Like when you're scraping food into a dumpster after someone eats a steak and you're like crying, like I never was taught never to leave a steak on a plate. <laughs> uh, you know, you get all these things happening and but I was, I was, you know, it just, I was like, for me, it was always for something more. Yeah. And I never, I didn't know what exactly that more was going to be. I thought it was going to be for a movie role, but, uh, and then it ended up being something else you know, a few years later. Turning into millions and millions on social media yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's mad again timing life looking yeah. back you're like oh yeah it makes sense but you yeah. know, in the moment you're like no i'm not gonna be making tiktoks with my nan yeah, no. like and my cousin like there's no way <laughs> no one even knew what tiktok well i didn't right know. well yeah exactly and i hated social media a small town guy i'm like social media what the heck like i have had 500 followers i'm like yeah this is everybody i know like it's like and their dog that's following me like what, why do i need and then people would tell us out there like you need more followers or you need, you need more of a social media presence just to even like get yeah. considered further down the line for stuff. So I always thought, I always thought that was like a big thing I needed to tackle. I never knew how to tackle it. Yeah. But, yeah. So then I guess, you know, this is going on. Obviously you do come back, but you know, during those six years you're out there, like, do you get any breakthroughs? What happens? Yeah, I, I got close on a few opportunities. They, they call it going to producers. Mm-hmm. That's when you're in the final stretch. I got close on a few opportunities. Auditioned for some really big stuff. Uh, you know, this the Elvis movie that just came out, that was like my last big audition, I remember. Yeah. I auditioned for Elvis. Uh, I know I got great feedback on it, but I, you know, ended up casting a kid who's been out there for 20 years. Right. Uh, and then it was like between him and Harry Styles and Miles Teller. It's like, these are like, <laughs> yeah, they've been in a lot of movies and I was still Gatlin Didier, Didier that no yeah. one knew yet. Like they all called me DDA out there too, which is funny. Um, but then, you know, at the end of the day, like what happened, like I was still, I was like, nope, I'm getting close, I'm getting close, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. And then COVID hit. And that's when like everything changed. From me, my perspective, I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to pivot. Yeah. So that's when you're like, 
uh, should we go back to Oklahoma? Like, <laughs> and did your wife grow up in California? Yeah, her? she's a Southern California girl. Okay, so her coming to Oklahoma was like, oh yeah, last thing I wanted. This be was doing. a vacation for her. Time so we came here, like getting away, yeah. getting to the simple life, taking a break. So coming here, it was never really in my mind. Once I left, I was like, I ain't going back until I've accomplished what I set out here to do. Yeah. Um, and every how this it happened very organically. Um, how coming back here worked right when COVID hit. Uh, literally January of 2020, right before COVID hit, I had decided, I'm like, I'm doubling down this acting thing. And then on top of that, I'm going to grow my social media presence. Because one of the last auditions I had where I thought I nailed it, I walk in out of the audition room, I see all these other actors looking at me like, because they had, I had the producers, I had the star. There's a, a, a social media girl named Lele Pons, huge YouTuber. TikToker now, um, but like had this huge presence there putting on a show for her on Facebook and I thought I nailed it. And I had we were in there, I was like dancing with her in this thing, and she gets up and they're like, Wow, this is awesome. I'm like, man, I've never left an audition where like I had everybody in the palm of my hand. So I'm leaving, I see these actors, I'm like, it's over. I like I finally have broke through, yeah. booked this show didn't get it because I didn't have enough social media followers and they wanted somebody with a presence. And I'm like, gosh, dang, how do I do this? So in like January, I can remember this to the day, January or December 14th, 2019, I was like, I'm going to start my own YouTube channel. I'm going to start putting this stuff on social media. I'm going to start telling stories, telling funny videos, clips. I started seeing like the Trey Kennedys of the world, uh-huh. comedian type people, but also people who tell like, uh, like auditioning, showing, like showcasing how good they are at acting on stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to show what I can do behind the camera and in front of the camera all at the same time. And that's how I'll grow and show all these Hollywood people how I, how I can operate. And then COVID hits, (laughs) everything shuts down in California Yeah, lockdown. And so the week is so funny that, and again, this goes back to what you're saying about timing. The week that we, that everything locked down out there, we were supposed to come back to Oklahoma for one of my best friends growing up wedding their wedding gets canceled. I also had plans to make a few farm videos while I came out here because I was like, I'm making these videos. I want, and my cousin, who later on becomes uh, Gate Bart, uh, is a UPS driver during the week, still is. I'm trying to work on him getting done with that here full time. Um, uh, He is like, I'm off that week. Why don't we make some videos? I'm like, all right, heck yeah. I got a camera guy. I got somebody maybe be in my scenes with me. Um, So everything gets canceled. Plans get kaput. In my head, I, I, I couldn't sleep that night because I'm, I'm like, man, there goes all my plans I had. I wanted to make, I really felt like I had something planned. I actually scripted out. I used to script out everything. I had six videos I was going to shoot, scripted all the way top to bottom. And uh, everyone's like, oh, my wife's like, we can't go anywhere. Everyone's freaking out. And in my head, I go, oh, I still got to go. Mm-hmm. I still got to go back home. She's like, why do you got to run home? I said, I don't know why, but I feel like if I go there, I can make something good. And I've been putting stuff on YouTube for three months and it was not, it was like 600 views. Like in my head, like if we got over a hundred, like that was good. So, uh, um, I got loaded up my pickup, packed it up for a week with all the costume, my camera equipment, everything. And I headed East back to Oklahoma and, and also at the same time, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to kind of get back like where everything's on near shut down and yeah. then like get back to my roots a little bit too. Wide open spaces wide, in Oklahoma. Wide yeah. open spaces. And then my dad and them always like, if you're home, I could use some help. So like, <laughs> you know, I always get that question when I'm home. So right. I was like, okay, well maybe it'd be good to get a little like, help too. So I get back. Uh, we start making videos and uh, we, d- we made some really funny ones, really good ones. I was very proud of did that for a whole week. I go back to California after a week of knocking them out. Um, and then 
as I come back, my sister a few weeks before said, you ever heard of TikTok? I'm like, I've been hearing about this TikTok thing. I'm not too sure about it. Uh, she said, you should put your stuff. I've seen these YouTubers who are saying they're blowing up because their videos are doing well on TikTok. And then I come back and my wife's brother, who was a college baseball guy who's home now because COVID, he's like, you should put your stuff on TikTok. I'm like, okay, this is That's the second guy. person who's told me about this dang app that I need to get. So I download the app. Uh, I couldn't figure it out, but I was like, I'm smart enough. I know how to like edit and put things together. So I take a video we shot in my barn. We recreated the scene from, oh uh, gosh, Risky Business with Tom Cruise where he slides in his underwear. And it's to a Luke Combs song though called One Too Many. I throw that up on TikTok. On YouTube, it did like, I think it did 300 views in like a week. One day on TikTok, it did 31,000 views and I had no followers. And right. I'm like, wow, what is this? Jackpot. What, what is this app? Yeah. So I just took off from there. And that's when I, cause I, once I had a glimmer, like glimmer of hope, I'm like, this is my end. Yeah. And that's long story answer to what you uh, asked there. That's how we got to like where I started really taking advantage of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you realize, okay, like this is, this is it. This is what works now. Yeah. But also this is what works for me because like, I just have to repurpose my videos to edit in a long form way. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, it's great, you know, because you can shoot it wide and cut it. Like, yeah. That's the good thing. Yeah. But, yeah, and then, like, it's probably you just get that, like, taste of not, I mean, to say terrible analogy, but, like, the shark gets a taste of blood in their mouth and then they're going after it, right? Yeah. Or you get that first kind of, like, this is it, this is my hit. Like, yeah. and now, I can, now I can just double down on this. Especially because you've been consistently uploading on YouTube and it hasn't been working. You already mm -hmm. have the work ethic for it. Yeah. It's just channeling it at a different platform. Yeah. Which is, like timing it was great like, back to timing and i mean i remember doing those youtube academies i was i would say i would get up so on a, i started working construction during COVID out in california i'd get up at 3 a.m start editing my videos leave by six something get back home at night get it posted this is before i even knew you could do the studio to schedule stuff but like i just remember i like i just was training myself through work ethic those months leading up and then just stay sticking to it and it turned into like consistency. And to me, that's what I've learned in anything in life. Like consistency is key, which you've probably learned with this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like the more you do it, just the more you do it, the more you get better at it. The yeah. more your people start knowing about it, the more it grows. And one day it's all like, oh, people know about this. Yeah. And that's where it happened for us. Uh, with, with all this, and I, with, again, going back to what you're saying, I didn't, my biggest struggle at that point was, okay, I found the type of content I know how to make too and people want, and I still live in California. <laughs> so that was a balance for a long time, yeah. was the balancing back and forth of living there and coming back here because my wife had a really steady job. She worked in the studios. Um, and then, you know, like I couldn't ask her to like, oh, you know, she was working from home at that point. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't ask her to leave. And I, had, and I was working construction and all this stuff, just trying to make ends meet. Uh, and then I think well, I don't even remember. I don't even remember where I'm at right now. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I I, I kind of I don't want to brush past the fact that you work extremely hard to be where you're at and you're successful because of that work ethic, right? Yeah. I don't want people to come to your page and be like, oh, he's made ten videos and they're all hilarious, but that can't be that hard. No, it's extremely hard to do, right? I mean, you don't find it hard, but like you know, the amount of hours that you've put in, like, I, I just don't want to like brush past that point. Cause a lot of people listening and watching and seeing successful people, especially on social media are just like, Oh, they just like post videos. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're making small movies basically, right? There's a yeah. lot of stuff that goes into it, you know, yeah. and the quality of the videos that you make, especially the style we yeah, do, exactly. you know, that's what people don't realize. Like we're, we're not like people pulling our phones out. Like we're, I'm literally scripting and 
feeding dialogue to my 81 year old grandma and uh, you know we're making up stuff on the fly we've like learned how we've gotten better at doing stuff but yeah, yeah it all it was all through practice and trial and error and year I mean like yeah that's 2020 and now we're sitting here in 2022 this is two full years later and I mean two years ago at this point I was still setting like we'd grown our following we got like 70,000 by this point two years ago on TikTok and I still was at like 700 Instagram followers. Yeah. Like I wasn't learning how to convert things yet and, and do all this stuff. Like you have to learn these, these platforms, these apps, their algorithms mm-hmm. on top of like, how can I tell a good story to make people want to be entertained and watch? And right. like, how do I tell a story that I want to tell? There's so many little things to it that people, oh, they're, they're just picking up their phone and they're like, oh yeah, I get my little dopamine hit for the day. And they don't yeah. realize how much time and effort and, uh, you know, work went into just the yeah. simplest little thing. Sometimes uh, the simplest yeah. little ones, though, too, also are the ones that you're just like, wow, that's, that's how this thing works. Right, like you grinded for an entire day making a, vi- <laughs> make, you know, making a 30 second video and it flops and you're just yeah. like, oh. And then you spent five minutes making one and it's like millions of views. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Thank you, algorithm. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's so good. So obviously, then you do move back full time. Yeah. And again, like I said earlier, like we didn't move full back time here full time until April of this year. Oh, wow. So I was doing the back and forth the last two years, every two weeks. No way. Yeah. So this is something a lot of yeah, people yeah, don't of know. And like, I don't, I'm not afraid to tell, tell this because a lot of people go, well, you're not a real farmer, you're not a real rancher. I'm like, actually like I'm not the one who really does it yeah my family still does not it's still a fully functional operating ranch right now but uh I still help out when I can yeah we're just getting really busy with our stuff now so like I'm barely around to, to get to get to do it but uh um but again at the end of the day the my passion for it is like I want to help this industry too because there's right. so much negativity with a lot of stuff going on um it's part of the Oklahoma's economy um and now I get to come back and do this while also going after my still can pursuing my dreams telling stories but being my own boss about it is like the biggest blessing I yeah. ever could have had with all this is like now I'm not waiting for somebody to give me an opportunity I've created an opportunity for myself every day yeah getting to do it with friends and family mainly family right now uh so that's that's kind of where we're at with it all but it's like I get to do it here in Oklahoma now but we, we, until my, my wife had to get a different job where she's fully remote sure. job now so that's what was our biggest thing for the longest time was I wasn't ever going to uproot her until like, cause stability is a yeah, big thing yeah, yeah. for both. Like even for myself, like I, like I, yeah, I love to jump. I'm a dreamer, but like, I like to like, know like, okay, we're good. And until I think I was, uh, I think it was like November of 2021 did I, or December actually. And it was, that's it happened because like my in-laws all got COVID we got exposed to them. So I had to tell my construction job, like no way. Like I can't come for two weeks, so I got to stay at home and edit all the videos. So going back to what I was trying to say while it goes, like Oklahoma, like I came back to Oklahoma in November and stayed for a whole month in 2021 or 2020 actually, yeah. and that's when I really hit the needle on the head with content what we were doing mm-hmm. because. I did farm stuff with Daryl and that's where like, I really honed in. I'm like, okay, I took our niche, but I really niched down even more. I went right farmer, uh, farmer specific. And then I went until I made a character that people like related to and loved. And I started doing things that was relatable in the content. And so I shot all that before I went back to California to work my construction job. Uh, I don't know how I got a month off to do that, but I did. Uh, And then, and then when that happened with the COVID, that was again timing. 
I was home for two weeks and that's when we blew up like yeah. farm stuff with Daryl. I was at a hundred thousand followers, went from a hundred thousand followers to 400,000 followers with like three video span of like viral videos on TikTok. on TikTok. And then I saw the Instagram go from 700 followers to now we have 7,000 followers. Now we have 20,000 followers. And I'm like, wow. It's amazing how fast it can happen. It can happen like that overnight. And I've seen it happen to lots of people. I've known a lot of people in this space now, and it's very hard to handle if you don't know how to do it. I just luckily had such a foundation and had so many people, uh, you know, kind of keeping me grounded throughout it all. But also it's like when you're a later 20s guy who finally figuring it out and you're not some 18-year-old or 21-year-old kid who's not went through some life experiences and not had to (laughs) take out the garbage of a a lot of people at a restaurant or or, uh, work construction in California when you grew up building fences. You're like, I'd rather be building fence any day of the week than working construction (laughs) in someone's home in California. So... Yeah. Well, I mean, just, I, I love that, like, you know, you still never gave up on the dream. You're still working out there, right? Even mm-hmm. though, like, you kind of found, okay, I need to come back every two weeks to figure this out, to film videos, because I love doing it. And, and I think this could be my, my gateway to getting into more acting, mm-hmm. right? Because you're building your social media following, you're practicing your acting, you're building stories, scripts, like, it all makes sense. You know, wasn't when... When was there a point where you're like, okay, like I'm just going to do this? Or is it, or, or are we still at the point now where like, I want to go, I still want to act. I still want to do that stuff. And, and obviously like, you know, you're not in California anymore. So thankfully you're not working construction, right? <laughs> yeah. So t- take me through that bit of like, do we still have the dream to act? Thankfully Oklahoma's great, you know, got a great movie scene now. Um, and also like, when did it come a point where you're like, I'm never working construction again because I have some money coming in from <laughs> I think I finally just doubled down on myself. I do remember it was like during that whole week where we went viral mm-hmm. and, uh, and I talked, I talked to a few people in the space, like, you got this many followers, you're rolling this stuff, you should, like, launch merchandise product and all these things. I was like, really? That's the, there's, like, multiple revenue streams you can have when you do this. It's not just, like, ad spin on YouTube. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you can have your own. And I learned about a lot of this when I launched my YouTube channel, too. Like, I knew, like, this is an avenue where we could truly... Because I had a vision. I remember writing down... I probably have it in my notes somewhere on my phone, mm-hmm. like 20, nine, nine, 2020. Like, if this thing goes where I want it to, like, where do I see the entertainment industry going in 2020? This is before COVID. It was like, YouTube is a production company, distribution platform. I become a big time like creator on there. Then recruit other creators to like also use this platform yeah. and basically like be in like be a mini production company. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of knew that was the vision in tw- early 2020, but in December of 2020, when we went viral, I was like, okay, this is my opportunity. And we, I think I, we get opportunities in life. I feel like that, you know, you just got to jump on mm-hmm. and that was mine. And again, a gut feeling like I did when I drove out here in early 2020, I was like, I've got to put everything I have into this. I told my wife, give me two months. We already, I did all the work. We got a fan, like, give me two months. Let's get this merchandise launched and let's see what, see what happens. So I think it was, I think it was December. Yeah, it was uh, right after Christmas of December. Uh, she was like, you need to go back and film for a whole not like another two weeks. She told you to go. Yeah, to and I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, we need to. She said, but you need to have fresh stuff because social media, like always, yeah. like always is changing. I'm like, yeah, I need to. So 
went back home. We knew these shirts were getting launched. I like started implementing them into our content with like, just want to shoot some like ad, addy type things. Like, Hey, we got shirts, but I never could be a guy like go to my link and buy, yeah, buy yeah. this. Like, I'm like, we got to make this work within our content. So like I did like a moonwalk thing where I like, I come into a Fergie song and I was like, Oh snap. with my Daryl voice. And like, and like it was, it, it was great marketing. I don't know how I even thought of it. Years uh, of training. Oh yeah. yeah years of training, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And like, all these different things. So I came, back in January we again this is where the process of every two weeks started because you know I was knew I had to do it my wife also was very like supportive of doing it and then we launched our merchandise in February 9th 2021 remember we first week we did 10 grand in sales like and I'm like <laughs> I worked construction for six months and I did not make this hardly at all. And we dropped shirts and we dropped like, and that's when I was like, okay, there's something very powerful about this. Yeah. And this all because like, and we made a video about, I can cuss on here or no? I mean, I can cut it out. You can cut it. I'll yeah. just say the gate B. Oh, yeah. it's, it's okay. So it's, um, everyone it, who knows the gate B yeah, the, in farming and ranch. Yeah. So, everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're yeah. the person, the passenger, so you got to get out and get the gate. That was one of yeah. our viral videos. So we put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, and so, so many farming and ranching people throughout the country go, Oh my gosh. Cause they kept saying, we want that t-shirt. So yeah. I said, all right, let's make a t-shirt that says that on there. And it did 10 grand in sales with that t-shirt, a few hats, you know, I feel like a few shirts, few hoodies, few hats. Simple, simple, nothing crazy. And, and you drop shipping all of this as well. We, oh no, we, we, the first week we tried and there was a lot of things. So I went in like canceled all that. And then we just start ordering inventory. And to this day, we still, Okay, so you went and bulk over. ordered, put money down, bulk ordered, bulk ordered. took the, say, hey, well, I got to order, I mean, a yeah. couple hundred shirts or whatever and see if this works. Yeah, after we, after that first initial run, after when dropshipping wasn't really working and we saw the numbers, then we overordered like every sure, people you who to, does. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So we went through that, learning that whole process too, but, but that's when I was like, okay, here's a revenue stream we could utilize to, to make this a functioning uh this is like, there's one way we can make money at this yeah. while also doing like, I'm doing what I love. Uh, YouTube stuff is so like, you're still getting a few dollars here and there. So yeah, that was like where it really started taking off for us. Um, when I started doubling down the content. So December, 2020, I said, I'm doing it January, 2021, February, we really honed in on it. And that's where like bringing in my cousin more often, like having him in the content. Yeah. So we started filming on the weekends when he'd be off work every Saturday, Sunday film two days when I was there. So it's like, okay, I got him for four days total. So we made a bunch of content that would work on my page. And then we launched his page. And then we brought in my grandma, like on a whim one day, like just totally, she was, she lives there on the farm. Mm -hmm. So that turned into a whole nother thing that now has been a huge blessing for us. And it's so great. I get to do it, but like, the day that happened, it changed the game for us. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there and there, you know, it's like everyone loves Betty White, right? Like, it, everyone loves cute old grandmas, oh, yeah. especially when they have a southern accent and they're giving their grandson crap. Like, yeah. it just fits, right? Because because everybody relates to that. Like, everyone yeah. in their heads, like, I know my grandmother, whether she's around or she's not around. You know, I remember I have those memories yeah. of her just like being the best ever you know grandmother always spoils the grandkids but also like my grandmother my dad used to joke that my grandmother could throw her slip around corners like because <laughs> she you know just like all this stuff and you like oh, have the, all these stories and now you're creating these amazing memories which is it's so cool it's but so cool take me to that first day then where you know grandma just comes out saying what are you guys doing it says actually come on in like how does that all happen how does she get in the first video and then you know fast forward then after you get through that to how does she feel about everything now just thinking about it like how it all happened is to truly like 
kind of like how our content still happens to this day. <laughs> like, it's, it's very funny. But, like, up until that point, we started getting popular with these called Farm Stuff with Daryl episodes, which was, like, I was trying to be educational, funny, and entertaining all at the same time in, like, quick 30-second videos about farming, ranching stuff around the farm. And I think we had just done one about the trailer hitch, uh, where, like, the trailer hitch is known to be the bee, like, of the farm. Like, it's shin killer. Like, you walk by and you hit that thing every time and so we just made that video and someone had said something about like uh i can't remember what it was they said something about, uh, about a grandma like yeah but imagine like my, my that took out my granny one day and then uh somebody also said i so i made a reference into the very next farm stuff video uh we were way we did the one finger wave i don't know if you in oklahoma you're familiar with like when people pass here they do that so that, that's a huge in the farming community uh so we did a video about what all the different signs mean and then a car passes us in the video i go i wonder if that was granny and like to, to gate bart <laughs> and so and then people go like who's granny so then in a video i just remember she's out in the yard and this is we've started to not only do the farm stuff videos but like play off our characters within a social media world and farming so i'm sitting there and like you can stitch videos on tiktok and there's always girls you know dancing in bikinis and all this stuff and i'm like how do we make fun of this without being like vulgar or what and so i was like what if i stitch it and go like and like ask my gram grandma my granny uh like what does she think of this lovely young lady for me? Uh, because at this point, like we'd never classified who like Daryl's a farm boy who lives on the farm with his grandma. So I'm like, well, obviously he's not married or we haven't got this figured out yet. So we just kind of ran with this and I show her my like, granny look at this lady. And like, she comes up to the phone and she just like her, this, her real reaction was like, these, these hussies on this thing, like, this is what they're doing. I go, I said, we got to stop. We got to re redo that grandma. what do you call them? And she's like, uh, they're hussies. I go, yes, I know. What the, I know. The, and she's always called like girls who are very flaunty out there that. Um, and I'm like, we got to say this on, on, on thing. She goes, I'm not going to say that on, on a camera. People, people will cancel me. And I said, no, it'll, it's funny because you're old, like older. You can get away with it. I said, you and babies, it's different. Between elderly people and babies, you guys can get away with a lot more than regular people can. So we, we I hit the stitch button and she goes, she slaps me. She goes, Daryl, that's a hussy. You leave them alone. And I go, yes, granny. And like, that's where it just totally took off and people go who's granny and like what we want more of this lady so i just started like throwing every once in a while have her in bits like kind of scolding us getting on to us and uh and that's where my brain from like a storytelling standpoint was like this is a great element of like a, a mother-son relationship a grandmother her grandson relationship because we kind of had the buddy comedy thing going to me and gay bar but i was like how can and like this is where you can get really family and more personal stuff so if, and i get to do it with my grandma who like I've known her my whole life, so I know how to direct her. But she also is very good at listening to my directions. So, like, and when I was young, she did not listen to anything I said. She wouldn't even let me have sugar in my sweet tea or my tea. So, like, this and Granny growing up was not. She was my my more stern grandma. So, not the fun grandma as much. Uh, but uh, now she's like this like full of life, 80 year old lady, um, always up down for whatever. So I told her to do something. She's like, sure, I'll do it. So, uh, we, we started just having her in the content and then took off. And then I think in like April or May or something, we launched, like we made her own TikTok page just for fun. And like within a month, she had a hundred thousand followers. We're like, well, it took me, I was like, that took me eight, nine months of grinding. And she, <laughs> she posted like two videos and had a hundred thousand followers yeah. on well, uh, TikTok. And the great part about it is that she's literally just being herself. Yeah. Right. 
you, she doesn't have to act. Like you've been, you've gone through school to act and all this stuff, yeah. to do this little storyline. You're just like, Granny, do this. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Like, you don't have to like. <laughs> it's the best thing about it because, and then again, so many people are relating to her because you know their grandma's like that or their mum's like that, right? It's yeah. just so good. But yeah, I did. I looked up her Instagram before we started recording. She's at a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she like, just hit that a couple of weeks ago, and we just launched that actually in April of this year. That's crazy. Yeah, like we didn't, some people didn't, don't go there. Like some people are like, how have you done that? Well, you know, cause all they want to do is get to 10 K or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just it's like, you know, it's, it's amazing how, and obviously gate bots is growing now. I think yeah. it's close to 10,000. Yeah. Right, we actually, it's, it's so funny. Like his old one, we have something happened with it. And like, he was not like, we'd post a video, it'd go viral on TikTok, or even on my page, but his old Instagram account wouldn't. So yeah. we would just, I'm like, we should just start you a new one. So we like faked it. Like, fake it this is all part of like the story movie. yeah the story yeah. so he's like i can't log in my instagram and like we had a whole video about it like and so we're like we just gotta make you a new one and granny like in a second goes here i already made you a new one and he's like you're really good at this social media stuff grandma uh so so we did that in like in two months now and it being consistent with his content it's like twelve thousand followers in yeah. two months which i to me is like still that's a that's a great accomplishment that's amazing for a, you know we can like he's he's a, a secondary sidekick and like he's only films with us still three or four days a month so yeah. you know that we get to do that is it's pretty cool and grow and grow them but uh just the how it all has all happened like thinking back now it's like wow it's just like all on a whim cousin right. doing that grandma doing that and now we're it's all it's nuts <laughs> yeah. like it's so cool though it's so like I don't know it's just yeah and, and I love the fact that because people are going to listen to this right or people are just going to watch your stuff and they're or people that come to you what is that I think Oh, some some kid is outside playing with the. With the that's so funny. If, if anyway. that was Granny, here, she'd be like, "Hey, Daryl, Kate Park, quit messing around in there." But the good thing is, though, is like you have like it's a storyline. It's all in your head. You have three characters, right? right? You know, and and more characters may be coming in. Who who knows? Like, where could this go? It's the, you know, the, there's so much left, right? You know, this could go anywhere. You know, you could take granny to the city or whatever like there's so many ways to do this and that's why you're like you're never going to run out of content you yeah. know because like you can always add in more characters and do cool you know like it's you know and, and as much as like you know you might get out of there's probably times you got writer's block right you're oh, at the yeah. farm and you're like okay we're at the farm what do we do <laughs> yeah. you know but then someone comes in and is like oh well what about this right like I would go out there and I know nothing about farming yeah. and like tell me about this and like well yeah it's so <laughs> like it's right in front of me so that's kind of like I love that but well how a lot of our stuff works and anymore too I used to go out strategically and like we'd like oh we're gonna do xyz and now a lot of time it's like we get together and like what do you want to make today like yeah yeah I was thinking about this what do you think we kind of like spitball me and uh, Jared and then we walk in and this is like our favorite part of our day. It was probably one of my favorite parts of Mike anytime is like, it's a film day and we're going over to grandma's to get her to right. like tell her what we're planning for the day. We walk in, we started doing this recently where we, where we put her, his uh, gate bars, Jared's phone, we hit record, put it in his pocket. We walk in and like literally anytime you go to see her, the very, like she says the darndest thing every time. And it's always something different. Like the other day I walk in and she's like, can you look at I gotta show you this I was like what and she like pulls out a can of Crisco and I'm like look at that she goes guess how old this is and I go I'm gonna say late 90s maybe early 2000s she goes well no and she goes so 2012 but because her deep freezer went out and so she's cleaning it out and everything and then she's like this is my grandma I'm like this is like 
this is like gold too, like, cause it's Crisco old and like who freezes Crisco old farm ladies do that. So like she freezes everything. So like, that's a bit like, so that happens a lot with our stuff. It's right. like an inspiration happens through like something she does Just natural or like, we'll be out there doing, trying to pull buckets apart to like sit down for the scene. We're like, Oh, a bucket. Everyone shows mm-hmm. pulling the buckets apart. Like that's a whole video. So we, that happens a lot and yeah. uh, very fortunate that because I used to I was a planner and I had to get outside my like this you know you study your lines the, the you know the schooled version yeah. of me the educated version of an actor creator storyteller uh, and like embrace kind of the unknown and I love that we can do that because that's when we have some of our most like epic viral things uh-huh. happen like that. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's so awesome. And, and, you know, obviously as you grow and you grow, people, brands start noticing, right. And, yeah. and you're like, you get an email or a phone call one day or a text. So you're just like, Oh, now we're Dots Prestals, right. Or we're Casey's <laughs> or, I mean, you know, the other Oklahoma beef we've worked with, or, you know, like what is the, I guess, what was the first one that you like, is this real? Someone wants me to do oh, like a brand deal. Yeah. Like brand deals. Oh man. Oh, gosh, the first one. And was it like like within last year? Was it two years ago? Like when was that? Oh yeah, I remember like starting to get hit up by brands when I had like fifty thousand followers on TikTok. That they're they're just like wanting to give you free stuff. Yeah, we have and my that, t-shirt in your video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I learned at that point in my life, and just like I'm like, I you don't do anything for free. No. And my wife's like, you're so valuable. Like you know, she was very. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, but I think you think you think I'm more valuable than like the rest of the world thinks. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I was getting these opportunities to like get people to send shirts. So I would put it on. I'm like, why am I wearing their stuff? Yeah. And that's where my brain went back to like, why would I never own wear my own stuff? Yeah. So that's, we had our own merch stuff. Like we still do. Like we represent, I wear our stuff. Like any, a lot of granny shirts are our own merchandise. Like mm-hmm. her rolls over Hushy shirt, her country living shirts, any of that stuff. Like that's our own stuff. But then here in the past, um, I believe in officially in April, we partnered with a company called Dry Duck and they do workwear. And uh, it was important to me to, to work with a, like a branded company like that yeah. because that highlights what we're from. But the first one, you mentioned Dots Pretzels. We had Dots Pretzels in our video. I was doing them before Daryl even came around because I'm like, it was something we always had in the farm in the last like six years. Uh-huh. Before I moved to California, they started popping up in our farm trucks and our tractors and stuff on the farm and like no one out there ever heard of them so I'd always like tell people about Dots Pretzels out there and then we started putting our videos like it's a snack that you always have and then when the Gate B video popped off he was snacking on Dots Pretzels and that's like when people like I started seeing the correlation of Dots Pretzels like back and forth back and forth yeah. like uh, people were like are you guys own, do you guys own the company like people started doing, yeah, saying that yeah. kind of stuff and then I believe it was August of 2021 so last year about a year at this point we started talking to them officially we they'd sent us like free stuff before yeah for like uh, meet and greets and things like that but uh we never like, had ever been like a true sponsor of our stuff and then so in august of 2021 we officially partnered with dots pretzels to this day still a partnership with them uh we love it because it's just we truly love the product right we can feature in anything it doesn't have to feel too they're not push. telling you this is how i want you to feature it like, yeah you're just just to keep doing what you do and that's what i like because yeah. like you hired me to like promote your stuff like in through us, the only way I'll partner with somebody is if we can do it through us mm-hmm. organically. So I, they weren't the first one, but they were the ones like, it was like, we kind of bet it up. I gambled on that one yeah, and it yeah, paid yeah. off you know, a year later. But, uh, you know, you get all these little ones and then it, over time it builds up these bigger, bigger, bigger ones. Like currently, like they mentioned Dry Duck, great company based out of Kansas City, uh, been around since 07. Uh, but you know, they're, they're big deals. Like they want to give workwear that's ready to ready to work in durable and it's a very uh, I love what they stand for values are a huge part to us so 
them and then we have uh, granny does a lot of stuff for amazon with her alexa she loves alexa so and they and they love her too so that's fun yeah. getting to do that and then casey's has been probably one of my most favorite ones to do um because again general store throughout the midwest i've seen growing up my whole life but now they're starting to make their way down here to oklahoma yeah. a lot and uh, uh love what they're about the company uh they're pizzas we've always i've always like liked yeah. it but now it's like it's gotten really good the breakfast pizza was always really good so that was been fun and then you know we just get these other ones that, that you know every you get the one-offs who people like you know and and followers get mad they're like oh you guys are getting too commercially but here's the deal it's like anybody it's like your actors have to go yeah. take you to commercials all the time it's like every once in a while we gotta take one of these because sometimes it's not it's too good yeah. to, to not take i'm gonna go back to construction and i ain't gonna work <laughs> in construction anymore and there you can't you can't yeah we gotta do we can't we can't keep bringing this value to you guys to all free entertainment yeah. on these free platforms because uh, nothing's free in, in life Never. anyway yeah. and we're giving up all of our dad there's a whole other thing like there's a reason these platforms are free but yeah. uh but like time also, is not for for me i was like if we can do be an ad and it can be creative and funny and that's what I try to be with all of it is like how do we make it part of our story yeah. and so like when Granny goes to town to go to Casey's and gets her use her Casey rewards and she goes I tell Daryl about it and so like that's where we've been able to have fun with it yeah. and it, it challenges me a lot as a creator to like we have to kind of step outside our realm because it's not something I control it's another brand so that, to that point exactly right to what you said is it, it pushes me as a creator it still keeps my brain going it's still you know keeping you within acting you know and and people over tiktok or over social media or instagram or whatever are, are seeing like you know or even i mean you can go back to vine right all of these people who are successful in that area have gone into something else right mm -hmm. like um who is the the red-headed guy who did like the subaru video he's a comedian oh yeah uh, like he's Bill on Bur uh, well, him too but there was another kid he looked like a kid basically i can't remember what his name is but he's hilarious is he from vine back in the day yeah i think okay. so uh, anyway but he he has turned that into like he's on stage doing comedy shows uh -huh. right because he wanted to be a comedian it's yeah. the same with you like you want to be an actor you know so you're acting in your own videos you're creating you're producing you're doing all the own your own stuff you know, one day I'm sure you want to be in a Thor or something, right? You want to be in a movie, right? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the end goal. And that yeah. goes back to the dream of you being, you know, a kid and your dad says, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like you're still on that journey, yeah. which is, it's really cool to have that, but also to be on that journey and have so much fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's people listening to like, how do I do both? Right. How do I like climb the ladder to, to the job that I want to get to or the acting spot that I want to get to, but also have an absolute blast on the way up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now the, I think, it's a lot of his perspective too and I feel very fortunate I think too is like I left mm -hmm. came back now and feel very fortunate that I get to be back um, and I had to leave my family and leave everything I know leave Oklahoma and like I'm very proud to be from the state love the state love what Oklahomans are about I feel like it's a Oklahomans are a different breed because it's like if people always say Texans are saying like we have our own thing with Texas but it's like we're also kind of always been like when it comes like we're not south we're not a southern state we're not a midwestern state we really don't we're kind of like floating here in the middle uh and i'm very proud of like everything about being that and i think that embodies a lot of me and our content what we do and um what how, what i think is that uh you got to enjoy the journey the whole way and looking back on it, like to this day i still feel like the guy who started YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Like I, to me, like I, it's like when I work, I was driving over here for the podcast. I'm like, and we've done a few podcasts. But I was like, I haven't, uh, like we, I too, like, just like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I don't think we're big enough for podcasts. You know, that's how I just see it. It's yeah. like, you know, like I like still listen to Joe Rogan and all these people. I like, hear Mr. Beast on there, but it's right. like, uh, 
but then also know like, yeah, we've earned our spot at the table, everything we do too. And I, and I believe and know that. Um, but I've, I've not, not had not fun along the way through it all. Like, and then because it's, I think it's just innate. It's in my DNA. It's I'm passionate about what I'm doing and, uh, I'm passionate about who I'm doing it with. Uh I think there's just so much, uh, love for what is behind it all. And my dream and knowing my vision is still there. Like everything I ever was going for when I left six years ago, it is like it's like it's not like it left. It's still there, and I and it feels now more attainable than it ever did in yeah. the six years while I was gone, when I was supposed to be where it was supposed to make it happen. Uh-huh. And like going back to you said, like I want to be in movies. Like yeah, my my goal is like now. It's like I think we can make our own movies. Like I don't I'm not going to need a studio to give me money. I'm pretty sure, like I. These brands give me a lot of money. I might imagine what a studio might do or a Hulu right. or a Netflix might do if we continue what we're doing. Um, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. And, and that's where my kind of my vision's like, I've really just taken my journey by the, I guess, not to be cliche, but like life by the horns. And uh, you know, now we're uh, now we're now we're really doing what we wanted to do in life. But uh, uh, that's that's just how I feel now about where we're at. But I've had some like, it's like there's days where you're like, gosh, it's a freaking grind. Like me, I drive an hour and a half to film a lot because I, I live outside the Oklahoma city area mm-hmm. and so i'm driving an hour and a half to our farm three or four days a week just to make content do business yeah. uh things like that so it's like it's still a grind and editing and all this stuff like it, there's there's no one filming our stuff it's me i'm editing it, i'm producing it gate bart and granny talent you know like and we tell stories and we get to, like we're not we haven't expanded the operation yet mm-hmm. um but there's that this is just the beginning of the journey for me but i've had so much fun along the way yeah. and i know how much fun i'm gonna have it's like it's hard not to have fun when you're with a goofball like my cousin and when you're with an 81 year old spitfire like granny like it's like it's like if you can't have fun with that you you're like a person who's got some issues right so. yeah definitely <laughs> it's totally worth driving out there for all that stuff yeah but one of the other interesting things i love what you guys do is like every sunday you do like you do something right yeah do like a Bible verse yeah. of, of yeah. the week, right? We try to do it every week. And yeah. what happens, like like last week, Gatebart had a baby. So it's like, they, yeah. they, we try to do it. Like, it's the last thing we do on Sunday after, like, being out filming. You know, like, what are we blessed for? Mm-hmm. What are we thankful for? And we find a verse that we like go talk about it, do a little quick study. And then we do a, I try it cause everything's short form. You got to keep it under 60 yeah. seconds on these apps for it to even work. Um, it was actually Jared's idea cause he started doing it back in, I think last year. Mm-hmm. And they weren't getting many views. I'm like, I love his message and what he's trying to do with it. I'm like, why don't we make it more high quality on my stuff? I'll share it with you because we both stand like the three things we represent. Like I tell people, it's literally on our clothes. It's like, know your why. Like God, family, country is our why. So we're not afraid to talk about our faith. Yeah. um, Because that's, it's, again, if I didn't have my faith, I never would have left and never would have came back and never would have fought through all this stuff if I didn't know like I truly was doing what God intended me to do um, and so that's what we do we do Sunday night Bible studies try to do them every Sunday we don't get them out every Sunday uh, but we're, we're now that we can get on a more consistent schedule basis once the babies are uh, on the ground that's the goal to have them out every Sunday and then um, even take it to like uh, mix it up not just be a Bible study like mm-hmm. we've been invited to come speak at churches and at False Creek, which is down there, but it's like schedules wise and in life, we haven't been able to, to like really make that another aspect of what we do. But that's a big goal for us is sharing yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you got to stay true to who you are, right? You know, yeah. and and I think the audience loves that—the fact that like, you know, you're you're showing off who you are, your life, you know, in a, in a creative, comedic way which is why everyone likes to watch it because it's hilarious. But uh, finishing up then, uh, I know obviously we're still kind of relatively early on in the journey. You know, we have a long way to go. 
um, are you still kind of doing like auditions? Is that something you just kind of shelled for a little bit? Like, oh, are you getting back into it? I mean, obviously you're about to have a baby too. So like, you know, yeah. life's about to get a bit nuts. Um, yeah. But like, what, I mean, where, where do you see it? What is in the vision and, and what do you want to do? You know, it's it's uh, interesting you ask that because like, it's funny. I, I went to California a couple weeks ago. My wife had a baby shower out there. Um, and then my brother-in-law was like, hey, are you still doing that movie thing? Like everything you want to do, like on top of this? I'm like, you know, this is like what... I was the purpose of doing this wasn't the first was like oh yeah but it's funny I've had a, lot, a few opportunities come up we actually get hit up all the time by casting directors for reality TV shows and I instantly say no because like that's not what we're doing yeah. or like our whole thing is fictionally based like we've been has to be on The Amazing Race I can say that because we never signed an NDA or anything yeah. but they wanted me and Gatebart to be on The Amazing Race but like that contractually him getting having a baby me having a baby like that stuff wasn't gonna, gonna work, work. Uh, and plus like we would have lost so much money on from our own business by doing that it only pay, it does not pay unless you win right. and it still doesn't pay that much uh, so I was like and we're not trying to be reality stars. That's not our goal with this whole thing. Right. So the I, value is the opposite in that that context. Exactly. They get all the value from your social media because exactly. you're really sharing it along the way. And then they yeah. they like hard they the whole like they get a grasp on you and you can't do much beyond them for a long time. So for us, like I had opportunities like a couple weeks ago. They're like, hey, fly out. We we don't even need to audition you. I've already auditioned for these people before, but they're like, it only pays like X amount of dollars, and you got to cover your travel. I'm like, I ain't doing that. Like I'm be like, and it's nice. It's like I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. But it's like, I can luckily I'm very fortunate. I can say no to those things now, and I'm very picky about if we can get those opportunities or if we will. Um, yeah. But where I'm at, this is like I'm like this is it. Like we really have an opportunity here to really take this thing to somewhere else. And people all the time either call, they like said, this is like watching the Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> like in 20, in 2029. Like I take that as a compliment. Yeah, because, that's great. Yeah. Cause like I grew up loving watching that with my grandpa. So like, that's where uh, kind of yeah. full circle for me. And then people will be like, Oh man, this is like letter Kenny, which is a Canadian farm show. So it's like, that's very humbling that people say that about our content and what it, like what it seems like to them. Yeah. Um, but you know, we were so busy with the like Oklahoma beef council. I mean, we, we make videos for them and we're going to do some stuff with them here in the fall mm. between those deals and having to make our own content. Like just, we're very busy. And then on top of that, it's like, I also want to be around to help. Like, like we, we, we work cattle in the fall. We, you know, we, 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 we drop. Yeah. And like, that's a big part of our content. It's like, I, I feel like I got to help maintain this stuff. Yeah. Uh, if I want like to be able to utilize this stuff mm -hmm. too. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now with everything. And, and uh, yeah, in the future, I'm very excited where we got to get ahead of us. Uh, this is a you know, great year for us. Um, yeah. and we're still, what are we, it's August. Yeah. I still got four months left and I can't wait to see where, in, where it takes us next and social media world. It's like things happen and, like yeah. that, you know? So I mean, it's exciting, man. And again, at the end of the day, I'm just very lucky I get to do it with family, friends and get to do it in this. And again, I'm very blessed to be back in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what COVID was like in California. Uh, like, I mean, if there was a one word to describe all the places it, to be. Yeah. If one word to describe it, it would be H E double hockey sticks. Exactly. <laughs> As a kid, I used to say, <laughs> uh, but still love this. I'm on that, I love that place well, because course. it made my wife and her family's great people. Um, and beautiful area, beautiful yeah. state. Just, you know, think a little bit different way of life out there than it is here. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I like, I love like looking at, you know, what we talked about in this last hour, like everything comes full, full circle, just the back to, you know, your upbringing in small town, you, your love of wanting to be a movie star and going to movies and, and just, you know, bringing it all back to 
I mean, it's, it's it's awesome, and like we just said, but it's still very very early on in, in in the story, and I can't wait to do this again in ten years and see what's happened, and we're at a million <laughs> or two million or whatever followers, and YouTube's gone off, and maybe you have your own show. Like, it's awesome, and I know you got big dreams. Like, obviously, we you know talked about you know you you've been raised to you know have big dreams, and um, maybe you play a baseball player in one show. Who knows? Right? <laughs> maybe you have that. Like, That's I'm an actor, that. but I'm in the MLB as an actor. Yeah, like, I we'll take see. that. <laughs> Uh, but Gallon man thanks so much for coming down it's thank you pleasure. it's awesome man I appreciate what you're doing here at this podcast yeah. keep it rolling dude it's it's so fun for me as an Oklahoma to get to hear these stories but I think it's great for people who are outside the state I appreciate that I, I, again I can't wait to sit with you in 10 years right because that's that's a, that's a goal <laughs> well granny might be jealous she might want to come on here <laughs> next <laughs> we should do that we should do a group one for sure I will come to Weatherford let's do a group let's one let's do it <laughs> uh, but for everyone listening thanks so much and I will post all the links to the social media in the description to go check out Gatebot's page, Granny's page, Gatlin's page, and any other ones you want to check out as well. So for everyone listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma stories through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.